You're listening to The B-Side, a podcast of Blessed Hope Community Church. Hey, this is Malia. Uh, I am here today with our full staff again. We've got David here and Matt and Shauna. Um, how is everybody doing today? Awesome. Good. Wow, David, wow. you were first. Oh, he's awesome. That was a strong, the first awesome. answer, yeah. strong, confident. Because I'm being, I'm, I'm choosing to overlook my circumstances. Awesome. All right. Nice. I am also doing awesome. You're not super um, excited. I am super excited super. about our our <laughs> podcast today. I love that people pick up on that. Do they? Yeah. yeah. Okay. I thought maybe oh, yeah. it was only yeah. you. No, no, no. So we had a comment uh-huh. last week in our like private Facebook community about like things that you guys say and I, I think that was one of them mm-hmm. right was that I was super excited super excited yeah. well you know we do those videos if I don't start with being super yeah. excited they don't work right we always yeah. have we to have, redo them yeah. so no matter what I say if it's, it's just, not that I start with being super excited then it, it never plays well <laughs> here's, here's the deal Malia wouldn't let me start my video last week with you know hey church I'm mildly excited to be here <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. I mean, it was probably true. <laughs> kind of wanted to be, but yeah. but yeah. But you know, hey, it's good to know people are watching are those, watching listening to good. things, and picking good. up on that. So, wow. so hey, it's to, Wednesday. We're to be podcasting fair. a day later than we usually <laughs> we're just not do. Let him talk I want to um, say that I'm super excited for this podcast. <laughs> just let me say it. This poor I'm face. Super excited nice. for the podcast. I was like, if I just keep talking, he'll. No. <laughs> Uh, Shauna, so we don't typically podcast on a Wednesday, no, so huh. are you ready for tonight? Yeah, yeah, I mean, as ready as ever. Yeah, yeah, awesome. Yes, <laughs> still, some fun still stuff uh, planned. You're with super excited. Kids. Yeah, we're at 38 last week, so so yeah, yeah so 38 to 42. Okay, we've been averaging, so. and like what 60 to 70 downstairs. Mm, yeah, I think they've held 70 to 75. Wow, yeah. It's awesome. crazy here on yeah. Wednesdays. Yeah. Well, and <laughs> so we're re- super excited. You are super excited. <laughs> and Celebrate Recovery's got double-digit people. You yeah, know, I'm in, mildly excited about that. That's, <laughs> that's I mean, awesome. Just, Wednesdays is just a great day for ministry yeah. at Blessed oh, Oak Community man. Church. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. Yes. Oh, so goodness. get super excited, people. I'm getting there. <laughs> it's building up as the day goes. All right. <laughs> Depends on what's in your tank for the day. It's true. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so another thing I noticed this morning, it's Boss's Day. So, so happy Boss's hey, Day, boss. Malia. Happy, right. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> not true. Not uh, true. I, I like, like <laughs> keep it running on around paper. Here. Being bossy and boss being the boss, that's a big difference. <laughs> on paper, I get to be the boss. Yeah, so happy uh, but Boss's Day. in reality and in functioning, <laughs> I mean, I think it's very clear to all of us that Malia yeah. drives the bus yeah. and uh, <laughs> as far as the day-to-day operations of the church go, and that's awesome. That's why day-to-day so, things happen the way they should. From, um, from my own self-care, I almost tried to say no to do this podcast, but I knew I couldn't get away with that. Because Malia wouldn't because, have it. Yeah. Yeah. So like, I'm in pain. Um, I can't get out of bed. I threw my back out. I don't care. <laughs> you be like, here. 10 o'clock. Yes. Don't be late. I'm just, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> So, anyway. <laughs> so happy Boss's Day, Malia. Yeah. <laughs> That's fantastic. Um, all right. So we are today getting ready to start a new sermon series this Sunday, which you're what excited? I am super excited. Thank you. I was like. To start this new sermon series. I wasn't sure if I was allowed to talk now. <laughs> Boss lady. Uh, which I think, you know, the Unspoken series has been so great. 
um, and I, I think it's really been beneficial to uh, our church family to go through, but I think we're ready to get started with something different. Um, so what are we talking about in this sermon series? Yeah, so, so this, this sermon series is called Hijacked, um, and we are just drilling down on worldview. Uh, we're going to focus on um, what worldview is, and, and we're going to talk about some ways that biblical worldview has been hijacked by the culture that we live in and some of the problems that that causes with the way that we think, the way that we act, the things that we do, um, and the way that we interact with the world around us. So when you say worldview, yeah. what, what do you mean by that? Um, I think worldview is, is the way that we see the world. Uh, think of it like glasses, right? Like, I don't need glasses, but sometimes I need readers, right? Um, so, so I only know and understand this a little bit, but Carrie, um, she needs significant help with her vision, right? Sure. So uh, when she is trying to read something without her glasses, it's blurry, it's fuzzy, it, it, it doesn't work right. When she puts on glasses then, and she has the right lenses, things come into focus, and mm-hmm. she can interact with it the way it's supposed to be. And that's what worldview is. I think there is a, a right worldview, and then there's a wrong worldview. Sure. And if we have the lenses of a right worldview, then the world can make more sense. Right? But if we have the wrong lenses, then the world's out of focus. It doesn't work. We chase after different things uh, because we're trying to make it make sense. But we can't because we have the wrong view. Sure. So you'd say it's more of a philosophical thing? Um, you know, I... You know. <laughs> I mean, I want to agree with you. I do. I'm um, asking. I don't, don't know. Don't be mad at me. Um, <laughs> no, I, it's... Yeah, it's philosophical, but, but it's reality. Sure. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think when we say philosophy, oftentimes we start thinking about things like on this, this ethereal, like, super like why am I here? Kind of yeah. Thing. And that's all fine and good. That's true. Mm-hmm. But when we talk about worldview, we're talking about things that are real, things that have to do with everyday life. And that's where we're going to really get into the meat of the series is talking about things that will, um, that we interact with on our every single day kind of basis. The best way I have always kind of interpreted worldview is very simplistic. It's kind of the buffet of ideas and thoughts, meaning the world is full of different ideas and concepts and conclusions that are based on experiences and what's handed down to us. And we kind of create this, these worldviews that are made up of, again, going back to buffet, we pick little pieces of different ideas and then we create this view of how we see the world. Some of that's based on what's taught to us. Some of that's based on what we experience. Some of that's based on the culture in which we live around us that feeds into us. Uh, Then the struggle comes when we choose to be followers of Christ and now our world worldview is meant to be based on the ideas and thoughts of God, scripture, truth. So then that's where the collision happens, where now it's like we have a buffet structure, and then God's like, no, you're going to eat off this one menu that I'm giving you. And so we fight to try to reconcile the many pieces that we've put together to create our worldview into this one reality where God's like, no, this is the view. This is, this is what I'm telling you it is. And that's, where the, the, that's why, you know, this hijack series is how we have people that will, will look at what God says and then we'll try to interpret that based on our buffet worldview. Like we try to interpret it right. with these other ideas and that's where then the, they get hijacked because right. we can rationalize conclusions mm-hmm. and, and then that's how we try to see the world and then 
that's where we get in trouble. Yeah. So, are, so are you guys saying there are different types of worldviews? Uh, yeah. So, so I think I, I love the I, I love the way you just described that the buffet the the or you know the menu the choice, and that's the reason I don't like philosophy when we not like philosophy in general, but the word to describe worldviews because um, people sometimes have these philosophical views and they can, when they do that, it's, it's the buffet, right? What do I like? What makes sense to me? What works for me? What's when, when now there is a truth that exists. And so there is a right worldview. It is a biblical worldview. Mm -hmm. It is what God says about the world. And, and, you know, here's a sneak peek at what we're going to start with on Sunday. God gets to say it because God created it. So what God says about the world and the way that it should operate is fundamentally true, whether you believe it or not, because he creates it. Mm. So there's a End of series. <laughs> End of series, that's right. <laughs> and now we move exactly. on. <laughs> so there is, there is a biblical worldview that holds to, to this idea that what the Bible says is true. But then there's also an anti-biblical worldview. Um, and, and, and that is where people will automatically argue that the Bible is fundamentally false and that the Bible is evil and that that that, that it's antiquated or uh, yeah. that it's wrong for mm -hmm. some way that following it is somehow causing evil in the world yeah. the thing is most people assume that Christians have biblical worldviews and non-Christians have anti-biblical worldviews but the reality is mm -hmm. that what most people carry and I think all of us sitting here are guilty of this in some realms what most of us carry is this confused worldview, mm -hmm. especially Christians, right? Because what we do is we mm -hmm. take the parts of the Bible that we understand and that are palatable and that we like. Right. We've been forgiven. God loves us. All of these things that, that, that are good. Um, and then we, we take the, the nice things that we've been taught in the world, the compelling things that our professors at college said, uh, the, the really um, awesome internet teaching that we heard on YouTube. There's always internet <laughs> teaching, right? Like, you know, or, or the guy on the radio or the preacher that I heard one time. I don't know what they believed, but or this different faith mm -hmm, over here. And mm -hmm. I take all of these ideas that, that I like and I try to, like David said, I try to mush them together with my Christian worldview and all of a sudden I'm confused. And I think that's why this series has so much importance. That's why I'm super excited about it because I <laughs> would I'm imagine <laughs> that most people, and, and this isn't a knock on our congregation, but I think that most people that um, identify as Christians in some way don't have a true biblical worldview, but have a confused worldview. And I think it, this is a way for us to start to shed light on that and, and to, to kind of teach truth. Sure. So, so why is that dangerous for us as Christians to have um, a wrong worldview? Well, I mean, Shauna, think about it with your kids, right? Like yeah. you've, you've got, you've got middle school kids yeah, and they are constantly being fed by friends, sometimes by parents, sometimes by teachers, yep. um, worldviews that are tweaked and twisted. And right. you think about what can happen from that mm -hmm. if they start to think about the wrong things. Like, right. like, what do you got? Like, um, well, I have two girls who are in the school system and there's a lot of, um, a lot of teachers who don't have the right worldview and, um, it just fighting that is a, is a constant thing. And then, you know, the kids are taught to respect their elders, respect their teachers. So they come in here and they're like, well, no, this is what my teacher said. This is what my, my coach said. This is what, you know, so-and-so said. And so it's an uphill battle to fight that and, and just point them back to the Bible when, you know, here we are, adults are pouring into them. Um, 
and aren't necessarily teaching them the right things. Yeah, and, and I think, you know, when our, I mean, that's, that's perfect. And I think when our, our kids walk away from that, thinking that what such and such a teacher said is just as important as what the Bible says, then they start meshing mm-hmm. these things together. And I'll give you one perfect yeah. example. It's one that we deal with all the time, right? Um, my body, my choice, yeah. right? My body, my mm-hmm. choice is on the surface, that makes such good rational sense, right? And nine times out of 10, a biblical worldview would agree with you. You're mm-hmm. right. Your body, your choice, that makes perfect sense. But that's something that sounds good in the culture, and then we take it and we try to mesh it together with, with a biblical worldview. And all of a sudden we have Christians believing that abortion is right. And that abortion mm-hmm. is right because my body, my choice. And that's good that the culture has taught me. And mostly it jives with Christian teaching and biblical teaching. And so it must be okay when it comes to um, abortion. And so it's confused worldview and mm-hmm. it's dangerous. It leads people astray. It leads people to making wrong decisions. Um, in their life, and, and sometimes it just leads them completely away from faith. Agreed. <laughs> I, time out. I wish people could just, like, watch us <laughs> as we podcast. It's probably pretty hilarious. <laughs> I, read, yeah. I read a blog today um, from Chuck Lawless about how to know if your staff really likes each other. Um, and I think we hit, like, nine out of the ten. Yes. So. I think we're good. I think Nailing we do it. really enjoy each other. Uh, you'll have to send uh, that out. I don't know about time. David. Look at him over there. He's like, I don't like any of you. <laughs> Depends on the day. <laughs> and the fact that we're laughing at you when you say that, yeah. um, I think, is one of the evidences. <laughs> Look, we like you. <laughs> so. Anyways, worldview. <laughs> uh I'm going to go, I'll get back. Let's bring her back. Oh, good job. Um, I'll share this one thought and I don't know if I'm jumping ahead with it, but it's a thought that was going through. So I'm going to say it. Can I ask you a clarifying question before you share? Yeah. Are you excited to share this thought or are you super (laughs) excited to share this thought? Well, no, I am super excited because it was my thought. So I was like, yeah, it's good. All right. So I'll share it. Um, (laughs) So here's my thought. Nobody else is going to listen to this. Yeah. I'm going to lose this thought. Okay. Bring it. Bring it. This is turning into a staff meeting. Yeah, <laughs> real quick. Nobody understands that. Ask, and you can. You I, told. you know, I think that it's not a far stretch for those of people that know us yeah. in our mm-hmm. congregation. That, yeah, we get a little sidetracked. Yeah. All right, do your thought. A lot of Bring squirrels it. run through thought. this. Um, okay, so here's the thought. Um, when, when we think about biblical word, worldview, and then you know, getting astray on that, it's for Christians. One of the things we have to watch and protect ourselves from is we, we approach the Bible trying to understand the Bible through the lens of our worldview versus letting our worldview be shaped by the Bible. You know what I'm saying? Like, so when I read scripture, if, if I'm coming at it with my worldview as the driver, I'm going to interpret what I'm reading through that lens. Mm-hmm. And then that's where I get in trouble. What we have to be willing to do humbly, and it's hard, is you have to literally set aside your worldview when you read scripture and let it speak for what it's saying, right? right? Because that's where you fall into things like, you know, the interpretation of things. The other problem we we run into, and this kind of goes back to even something that was said on Sunday, was we can't really stand on the promises of God unless we're in the word and we can actually know the truth and promises of God. So that's why we fall into a lot of times we think we're following a biblical worldview because we think it's in scripture and it's not. 
and, and, and we can fall into this really deep trap that can really become strong in us, a stronghold where it's like, you know, because one of the thoughts that's going through my head as Matt was talking is one of the sermons we're going to be doing this series is going to talk about nationalism, and that's in my head because I'm going to be doing that one. Uh, but I was thinking here for a moment about, you know, uh, our, our founding documents, right? Uh, we get to pursue life, liberty, you know, in the pursuit of happiness. We have these rights, life, liberty, and the mm-hmm. pursuit of happiness. I love, don't get me wrong, I'm not dogging America when I say this, but sometimes I think that idea of the pursuit of happiness gets in the way with our worldview. Case in point was the example you gave about abortion, right? I think I should be able to do that, or a woman could, like, I, or anything, right? Because that's going to make me happy, and I have the right to pursue my own happiness. Well, wait a minute, that don't really line up with scripture. Right. If you, so you're, we're taking something that's not scriptural, we're letting it dictate our worldview, and then we're trying to interpret scripture through that worldview versus right. letting scripture just speak for itself and letting it be its own worldview. That's where the problem runs into. So that was something that was kind of going through my head as you were talking and giving that example um, is how we fall into those traps. No, I think that's, a, that's, that. a, really, yeah. that's right. a really good thought. So, so what shapes our worldview? Uh, input um, from any authority, um, from friends, from, from just our observations. I think, you know, our worldview is shaped by the people that we allow to put truth into us or what, what we, we think is truth. So teachers, mm-hmm. you know, listen, I worked in public education for 13 years prior to becoming a pastor. Um, I was a Christian that worked in public education. I'm not mad at public education, okay? But in public education, you are saying to someone who may or may not share your faith, Mm -hmm. may or may not share a biblical true worldview, you are saying to them, hey, have authority over my child and teach them truth. Now, we hope that what they teach them is reading and writing and arithmetic. I Isn't that a say, song? I was going to say math, um, but, you know, um, yes, it is a song. Okay, thank you. Um, but <laughs> but we hope that's what they teach them. But let's be honest. We, we're smart enough to know, aren't we? We're smart enough to know that what's going to bleed into that is what they think about the way they live, what sure, they think yeah. about um, their family, what they think about current events in the world. Good teachers, good educators are not demonstrative about that, and that's awesome, mm-hmm. Right. Sometimes we get some that use that as a platform to try to further their own ideologies and beliefs, and that's problematic. But, but so teachers, I think, is, is one of the ways that happens. Um, parents, you know, teach. Um, again, I, you know, I go back to this. When you get to college, right, because then you're, you're, you're so malleable when you get into, into high school and college that, that ideas hit you like, like just a ton of bricks, and you're like, oh, that's the best thing I've ever heard, or and, and you start to then incorporate those in your worldview. But I, I love what David said about the f- buffet because what we do is exactly that. We take the parts we like. We take the parts that make sense to us. We take the parts that jive. The parts and, that feel good. Right. That, and, yeah. and in yep. that, what happens, you know, I mean, I, I don't want to get too far off track here, but, but in that, what happens is we actually make ourselves God. And we do that because we're saying, well, I like this little bit of this. I like this little bit of Christianity. I like this little bit of, of Islam. And I like this little bit of Hinduism. And I like this little bit of um, secular 
um, love wins, and I like this little bit of everything, and we start putting together this, well, this is what it must be. And this is where it's dangerous in the church, because this is the confused worldview that comes in the church, because we start with, yep, God's real, but the God I serve would be this way. The God I know would think this. The God I love would do this. And so we start basically in our own minds deciding exactly how we know exactly what God's like. We basically make ourselves God. And it's so wrong because here's the thing. You read through the Bible, there's a lot of things in there that I wish weren't in there. But they're in there. They're true. And we mm-hmm. just have to reconcile. But, mm-hmm. but we, get, we get that biblical, or we get, we get confused worldviews just from, from all of the different things that tickle our ears that we like. That was the thought I had. Of the t- it's not just the authority. It's some of the stuff that shapes our worldview we don't even think about. So uh, an example would be how the, our worldview on how marriage and relationships happen, right? So example would be, <laughs> let's shows. say you grow up TV shows, uh, fairy tales right? Uh, romance novels, right? We create this imagery mm-hmm. of, uh, 80s John Hughes movies. Exactly. Yeah. You know, yeah. I want to go watch a breakfast club. Um, <laughs> but anyways, you know, you, you have these moments where it's like, so now when you, we start wrestling with, well, what is love? Well, love should be the fairy tale. Love should be the, the, you know, the, all, and I was even thinking of this as Matt was talking a little bit of, uh, I, I love how you hear people say things like, well, I don't like drama in my life. But then think of all the entertainment we look for drama, right? Soap mm-hmm. operas mm-hmm. and reality TV. Mm-hmm. We're shaping our worldview that drama becomes the very thing that we seek. You yeah, know, social uh, media. Social thrives. media. Mm-hmm. Advertising. See, people, we don't think advertising has control over us like it does. But these, their ma- advertising executives are masters of manipulating your worldview. Mm-hmm. You know, the idea of have it your way, Right. That's not just a restaurant slogan. Slogan. You get that in your head, and now it's like, world should have it my way. It mm-hmm. should be the way I want it to mm-hmm. be. So these things, it's not, it's the authority figures in our life, but it's also these little input, anything that goes in. Yep. And our worldviews yep. are literally being shaped the moment yeah. life begins. Well, we see that bleed over into church, too, mm-hmm. when, when people are looking, when they're church shopping, quote unquote, you know, about mm-hmm. what things they want in a church, you know, mm-hmm. and... Uh, that can definitely be problematic sometimes. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So um, so what are we going to um, process through with the sermon series? How is this going to help us? I think we're, we're going to talk about some, I mean, there's no way we're going to cover everything that gets confusing. Sure. So there's sure. one way to do that. Look, know the Bible forwards and backwards. Right. Right. When you know the Bible forwards and backwards, and that mm-hmm. becomes your litmus test for everything you believe, think, and yeah. feel then that is a truly biblical worldview. Yeah. Um, but what we're going to do in this series, and I think we're, we're excited to do, and, is we're going to look at some of the ways that our culture now, some of the worldview that has been hijacked. Mm-hmm. And so we're not talking to people that have an anti-biblical worldview. Um, what, we're, what we're specifically addressing in this series is people that have what they think is a biblical worldview, but it's really confused. Mm -hmm. And so we're going to, to, I mean, we're going to be, we're going to be gentle, but we're going to be firm. Is there going to be yelling? uh, Am I going to be talking? From Matt, yes. Uh, (laughs) Not at people, but just because it's so darn exciting. (laughs) Uh, But we're going to, we're going to shed light on the ways that the culture has hijacked, um, things that sound Christian even. Sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, like week one is we talk about humanism, right? Okay. Humanism is, is, a, is a Christian-sounding thing 
the pursuit of happiness, like you're talking about, this idea that I'm going to, that my happiness at all costs is important and it matters. Um, and of course God wants us to be happy and of course God wants us to do this. And, and we're going to, we're going to address that, but we're going to call the light. You know, no, actually there is a higher truth. There's a higher understanding and we're going to challenge then some of the worldview that our culture has thrown out there with, no, here's what God really says. Mm-hmm. And if we really start, like David said, if we really start with the Bible as the foundation, right. then we have to agree or we have to at least face the fact that this is not as biblical as we thought it was. You know, we're going to start with, with this idea of humanism. Love is love, right? Like, like all of mm-hmm. this kinds of thinking. It's like, you know, at some point, that's yeah. not necessarily right. Like yeah. all, all, you know, people end up in heaven because God is good and God loves and God would never yeah. condemn someone to yeah. hell and God would never send somebody to mm-hmm. hell. And that's he hard. Loves everybody those are hard pills to swallow. They are. Yeah. But you know what? Mm-hmm. That's not biblical. Right. Yeah. It's... Christian-esque, right? Because it starts Mm -hmm. with this idea that God is love. Mm -hmm. But then it takes the idea that God is love and it morphs it into, so here's what I think must be true because of that. And it's confused worldview and we've got to deal with it. So that's what we're hoping to accomplish. uh, uh, Just as we've been talking, it made me think of a sermon I listened to earlier this week um, where the, the preacher quoted John Piper. And so I just thought this was fitting for this, uh, is Satan devotes 168 hours a week trying to deceive you. Do you think you can maintain a renewed mind with a 10-minute glance at God's book once a day? And I thought that was really convicting for me. Well, <laughs> like, and if that really, was really knowing the Bible, yeah. If that was really convicting for you, imagine how it is for people who substitute 10-minute glance once a day for showing up to church on Sunday yeah. once a month. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Like you, yeah, yeah. It, it's just... Yeah. <laughs> Why this is also extremely important is if you go back, you bring up you know Satan and what he does. If you think about mm-hmm. it, understanding Scripture from the very beginning of the fall, his the way he created the fall was to create a false worldview. You know, yeah. he came into that situation and he questioned God's truth. That's mm-hmm. what he did. He's like, did God mm-hmm. really say? Yep. So what the, you know, the fall in and of itself is because he distorted the the worldview of, mm-hmm. of Eve and then Adam in that moment mm-hmm. of questioning God and the authority of God. So uh, I just encourage everybody with this sermon series, uh, be prepared that you're going to come and there's going to be a moment where you're, you're going to be uncomfortable. Uh, there's there's going to be a conflict in your own mind and you're, you're yeah. going to struggle. Uh, and, and there's going to be a moment where you're going to want to defend what you think. Sure. Um, and there's, when I say there's nothing wrong with that, what I mean by that is if you legitimately wrestle with it, then let, talk. Let's talk about it, right? Mm-hmm. Ask questions beyond the sermon. Don't mm-hmm. just get like, I think that's wrong. And engage in the conversation. Let's go back to scripture. Let's wrestle with it. Uh, but here's the thing. The point of why we do these sermon series is we're trying to grow. That's one of our staples as a church is to grow. Right. And growth happens in the soil of conflict. And when they're, you know, if you want to come and not have conflict in a sermon, then you're not really wanting to grow. So you're going to get stretched and you're going to come face to face with biblical community, Mm -hmm. face to face with some things that you're not, you're not going to like, but that's okay because we're striving to grow. Mm -hmm. And, you know, so just realize that as we're entering into this, be prepared for it. That's awesome. You know, yeah. Yeah. Iron sharpens iron, right? Mm -hmm. That creates sparks. Yeah. Uh, so that's, that's one of my favorite sermon illustrations you guys did. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Back yeah. in the Y Church series. Yeah, yeah it's easy one. to remember because Mike sharpened an axe on stage. Yeah, yeah. that was um, awesome. With the grinder. <laughs> so that was fun. Uh, but, but I think 
I think, you know, when, when you're talking about that, I think that's so important to understand is that, yeah, friction and questions aren't bad in right. this because mm -hmm. you're shaping and you're getting in line with God. And to get in line with God, we have got to reconcile a lot of life that doesn't make sense. Yep. And, yep. and there, there's just, there is hard work to be done there. And I hope people are brave enough to do and, it. And I'm going to put this out there just for everybody. Come talk to us. Uh, but I'm, I'm going to tell you, there's a question box, put questions in there. But, yep. but here's the thing. I'm just going to put it out real quick. If anybody does come and ask me a question, I'll just tell you where I'm going to come from. You ask me any question you want. I will, I will talk to you about anything. But it's going to come down to this. You show me in the Bible what supports where you're coming from. Mm -hmm. you, know, come, you know, we can start wherever, but it's going to come down to that. Like, we're going to, if we can sit down and see in the Bible where that is supported, mm -hmm. then we can agree. So I, I just say that because I want people to realize, come with your questions, but realize if you're going to come with, well, so-and-so always taught me. Or I heard this person say, mm -hmm. or I've always yeah. seen it this way. Okay, that's the starting point. But we're going to work to get to, okay, so what does the Bible have to say? Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, and just realize that. And I'll put it out there. There's, there's chances you can come and show us something. And I'll, if you can show me in Bible, and I'll be like, well, okay, obviously I didn't see that right. I'm fine with that. Mm -hmm. yep. But you got to show me from the Bible yeah. where... Yeah. Yeah, not from secular logic. That yeah. Doesn't this feel yeah. better for people? Not from right. I watched Oprah and Oprah <laughs> said this, or, you know. Yeah. So, and, and, and I'll even say this. Even, I don't even, I, I, don't also come with, well, I watched this preacher on TV. Sure. Don't quote to me the preacher. Right. Quote to me what the preacher said based on Bible. Right. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Use yep. them. There you go. But yep. go one step further, right? Yep. Don't come and say, so-and-so said this right. in his sermon. That, that yeah. is but what so, was the foundation in the Bible? That is so critically important. Mm -hmm. And we say that here, I guess maybe I haven't said that lately, but, but I've said it many times in the past and we should keep saying it, right? Mm -hmm. Like, don't just take our word for it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Do the work, yeah. mm -hmm. right? We tell you things that we believe are true through biblical exposition because they're focused on God's word, but you don't have to believe it because David said it. You don't have to believe it because Matt, Sean, and Malia said it. Right. Do the work, go back and, mm -hmm. and dig into the scriptures and check it and, and, I believe that we are teaching you true things, mm -hmm. but talk oh my about goodness. it in your small group. Yeah. You know? Like, like yeah. dig into it. Mm -hmm. Like it's not about what we said. It's about what God says. And all we're trying to do is bring that to you. Right. Uh, that's a, that's a great, a great encouragement for people. Mm -hmm. All right, good. Well, I'm looking forward to this. Do you guys have anything else you want to add? I would just say, as we get into this about how do we maintain, how do we do, how do we get to that biblical worldview? as much as possible. And I would just, you, you said it earlier, you're like, oh, this conversation reminds me of a sermon um, <laughs> that I heard, or oh, and you yeah. talk, you do that yeah. all the time. Oh, well, there's yeah. this book I read, or oh, there's this, yes. this thing. I think as much as we can, mm -hmm. because it's never going to be perfect this side of heaven, mm -hmm. right? But as much as we can to immerse ourselves in in people that have as much as it depends on them, they're following God, they're following the Holy Spirit, mm -hmm. they've got a biblical worldview. Those are the people that we need to let teach us. That's yep. why we did a podcast a while ago on on being careful what we read. Yeah, was that the falsish teachers? Yes. That, yep. 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 Being careful what we read, like Paula White. Um, mm -hmm. I just was reading a thing yesterday. She has such terrible worldview, right? Mm -hmm. Like she contradicts scripture in, in multiple things. And she just wrote a book. Oh, and the good. book was, it's a new book, and the book was endorsed by Franklin Graham mm -hmm. and um, a couple of other, um, I can't, I, I'm struggling to remember, but a couple of, oh, Jerry Falwell Jr., like a couple of other people that you would say they are conservative Christians. Mm -hmm. And the argument is, well, yeah, but this book is fine. Mm -hmm. And I would really say, you know, just because that book yeah. isn't untrue, yeah. if that person is 
tickling ears and teaching something in general that's not true, why cause them to be a spiritual Mm -hmm. authority in your life? Mm -hmm. Why not choose any of the numerous other people that are teaching good things to to have a spiritual authoritative role in your life? Um, And so Mm -hmm. I just, I would, I mean, I think there's, there's a way to make sure that you're doing whatever you can for yourself. And 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 if you're not sure, come talk to us. Yeah. You know, we, I think between the four of us, we all kind of have our kind of know. Yeah, and, and, and I think it's, it, it's not about personal likes and don't likes. It's sure. about, you know what, is this, is this the best biblical truth you could be getting? I, just, mm-hmm. I think it matters who you allow to speak into you. Absolutely, um, absolutely. Sure. All right, great. Thanks for listening. <laughs>